it's nice. Tomorrow it's going to be chilly. That's how life is. Nothing stays the same forever but you. The Bible tells us you have an unchangeable priesthood. What you did for one, you will do for all. Under this conviction, we have come together tonight knowing that you do not change. Abraham walked with you. He saw your glory. Moses walked with you. He saw your glory. All the prophets walked with you. They saw your glory. This is our own time, our Father. This is our generation. We want to see you. We want to experience you. We want to be fulfilled in life. Teach us. Tonight we just declare in this place that every one of us came together tonight with different aims and objectives. But Father, marry those objectives, O God, to your will and to your plan. And lead us to a higher ground. A ground higher than where we are now. Many of us are in process already. But we do not even know it. We're so oblivious to what you're doing. Our hearts, the circumstances of our life are louder than what you're doing. Tonight we pray for a hearing here. That we may hear a gentle voice coming from you, Father. Saying, son, daughter, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you in spite of you. I love you in spite of your inadequacies. I love you. I love you anyway. Father, help us to hear your voice tonight. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Breathe upon this word. We give you glory tonight. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Amen. Thank you. Tonight, I'll be sharing with us on what I call, lead me on to a higher ground. Lead me on to a higher ground. It is the Father's will and pleasure for us as covenant people to walk at a pedestrian that is unique. Our present is not yet our best. Maybe I should be a little bit more personal now. Your present is not yet your best. There is a room in God higher than where you are now. There is a place in God 
higher than where we are now. God spoke to his people. He says, my ways are not your ways. Neither are my thoughts your thoughts. As the earth is far from the heavens, so are my ways from the heavens. So there is still a room in God higher than where we are now. There is a depth in God deeper than where we are now. Whatever claim we may have in our relationship with God, there is a depth deeper than where we are. Psalm 42 in verse 7. Psalm 42 in verse 7, the scripture says, Deep cause unto the deep. Deep cause unto the deep. The day we hear the voice of the deep calling unto the deep in our lives, our lives will be different. Isaiah was a prophet of note in his days. Prophesied about the judgment of God coming upon Judah. Tremendous Prophecies, powerful foresight. Until Isaiah chapter 6, that Isaiah knew that there is a higher place in God than where he was standing. I hope we all understand a prophet is called a seer, correct? A seer in the original interpretation, speaks of somebody who stands at a vantage position that sees farther than others. In fact, what was used to describe them was the case of a watchman in Israel. Those who stood on the wall to see afar off if the enemy was coming. They were called seers. But as much as the prophet saw, there was a place in God. Higher! than where Isaiah was. The Bible says, in the day that Uzziah, King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord higher and lifted with his twin feet the temple. And I saw the angels of God flying around the temple. With the two wings, they flew around. With the two wings, they covered their faces and their feet. Because there is a depth in God deeper than where we are. It is sheer lack of knowledge and ignorance to think that we have come to a point when we have figured him out. We know what he can do. We know how he can work. It is not true. We don't. Samuel was a classic prophet in Israel. His record today is unbeatable. His dignity was something others were searching for. It was, of, it was a man of clean, absolute 
prophetic lifestyle. But in 1 Samuel chapter 16, when Samuel saw Eliab, he said, this is the anointed of the Lord. And the Lord said, no, it is not true. Because there is a depth in God deeper than where he was. Deep cause unto the deep. The goal of tonight is for God to create an hunger in our heart. I have found out that what determines how far we are drawn in the spirit is determined or is predicated by how hungry we are. The Bible tells us when Jesus was teaching someone on the mount, blessed are they that do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Deep cause unto the deep. The scripture, the next sentence says, At the noise of thy water sprout. In other words, there is a sprinkling in the spirit. Thy waves and thy billows, they have gone over me. Thy waves and thy billows, they have gone over me. There is a wave, there is a billow in the spirit. That can take us to a point, a pedestrian higher than where we are now. I go back to the first sentence. Your present is not yet your best. It is also a, a, a very exciting thing for me to tell us tonight. The subjugation, persistent subjugation, an unending crisis is not our destiny. It is not. It is not our destiny. Crisis will come. Chaos will come. Troubles will come. Subjugation will come. But they will not last forever. They will not. Deuteronomy chapter 28. This is the word of the Lord to his people. Let's read together. Deuteronomy chapter 28. This is what the scripture declares. In verse 1. Now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God. To observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. This was the word of the Lord unto Israel as a nation. If you will diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully, all his commandments, which I command you today, then the Lord, your God, will set you. I love the word will. Will set you. The word set, it's a language of appointment. The Lord will appoint you. 
to a high place above all nations of the earth. That covenant is in place today. Every nation knows how critical a relationship with Israel is, including the nation in which we are. You break that relationship, you break it at your peril. Because that nation is a nation under covenant. Were they always right? Are they always right? No. It is not if they are right or if they are wrong. It is the God who operates by divine covenants. And he has spoken that his people will be set above all nations, regardless whether they are enemy or they are friends. The safest place to be is to be their friends. Do we understand that the same covenant works on everyone today who have become spiritually circumcised by God, whose heart the Lord has won. The same covenant is in place today. The Lord is saying, I will set you above all nations of the earth. That's what the Lord said. Verse 13, let's read what he said in verse 13. Deuteronomy 28, verse 13 says, And the Lord will make you, I love those expressions, the Lord will make you. The first we read, the Lord will set you. The second says, the Lord will make you. Now let me quickly bring this out, that it is the will of God for us to be on top. It is the will of God for you to be on a higher ground. It is the will of God for us to reach out to a higher level than where we are now. It says, and the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. It's very simple. Where is the head? The head is always on top. The Bible says it will make you the head and not the tail. Many, many people wonder, so who is going to be at the tail? It's none of my business. What it says is that I will make you the head and not the tail. Do we believe what God is saying? And I want us to watch the language. I will make you. So even if you're not there yet, there is a promise in place that says I will make you the head. You are on a path to greatness. You are on a path to a divine placement. You are on a path to a setup by God to put you on a pedestrian higher than where you are now. Do I feel like it? Maybe not. Do I look like it? Maybe not. But you see, you look, you feel it's nothing to do with the covenant of God. I will make you the head. When God said that about Jacob, Jacob looked like no person who could have reached the height of God's promise for his life. He was an unscrupulous man. He was a dangerous man. And God said, I need you. I will take you there. You will, you do not will. God broke Jacob. God lifted Jacob. And God promoted Jacob. The outcast became the very man through whose loins God
God will raise the 12 tribes of Israel. Is that not true, church? They may say, man, who did not look like much in terms of righteousness, in terms of his standing? It didn't look like much. Am I correct? It didn't look like much. It was the worst of the patriarchs. But through his loins, God raised the 12 tribes of Israel. Why? I will make you the head and not the tail. The next one says, you shall be above holy. <laughs> How many of us read that in our scripture? What did he say you will be? So there is no point negotiating for something less. He says, you will be above holy. Now, we're going back home tonight with the loaded word of God and the divine promise of God. We're walking into our rooms. I want us to look at We're walking into our rooms and we're looking at our rooms and we're saying, The Lord has said concerning me, I shall be above only. Therefore, I will be above. I'm glad to announce to us whatever today brings, I'm a man in transition. How many of us are men in transition? Whatever today brings, I'm a man, I'm a woman in transition. I'm moving forward. I am not waiting. The Lord is guiding my steps. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. My steps are being ordered by God. My today may not mean much, but God is leading me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. Thy rod and thy star, they comfort me. Thou prepares a stable before me in the presence of my enemies, but thou anointed my head with oil, and my cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's a man who knew the plan and the purpose of God for his life. Regardless of the present state, the tomorrow is better than today. I will hang on to tomorrow. The God who owns tomorrow, the God who controls tomorrow, the God who is in charge of tomorrow, lives on the inside of me. The Bible says, for Christ in you is the hope of glory. I love all the verses of the Bible. It says, it's the expectancy of glory. It, let it not be as a believer that you lose the grip over expectancy. Ever say expectancy? Expectancy is the word that signifies Typifies the fact that where you are now isn't the end yet. Expectancy of glory. Of course, we understand other interpretations of that. that who we are today, that's what the Bible tells us in 1 John. Behold, now we are children of God. It does not yet appear what we shall be. So there is a glory coming. Now, I'm not talking about in the spiritual form. I'm also talking in the natural. The God has a greater Higher, deeper plan than where you are now. <laughs> Whatever today brings, I'm a man on transition. I'm on the move to a higher ground. To a place of fulfillment. I don't know what the story will be, church, that's the truth. But one thing I know his eyes are on the sparrow. I don't know what the story will be, but I know that his eyes are on the sparrow, and I know he watches over me. 
Psalm 121, the Bible declares, I will lift up my eyes to the hills. From whence comes my help? My help comes from the Lord. Will make the heavens and the earth. Verse 3, it will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade and is at your right hand. What a great scripture that is. He who keeps Israel does not slumber. He does not sleep. Church, let's be assured that the God who keeps you is not asleep. He does not slumber. The church has been driven from the point of faith and confidence in God to the position of doubt and fear. Why? Because we lost sight of what he has said. What he has said, God is not saying that your today is what is your, your ultimate. God is saying that it's a deeper place in God that I will lead you. Let's follow together tonight. In Psalm 3, verse 3, the Bible said, Thou, O Lord, art my shield and my glory, and the lifter up of my head. Is that what it says? Thou, O God, art my shield and my glory, and the lifter up of my head. In other words, there is a place for the lifting of my head. It is not going to come by my education. Uh -uh. It is not going to come by my degree or pedigree. No. It is going to come by the sheer manifestation of the spirit and the power of God in lifting me out of the position in which I am to the very place that God has prepared for me. How is it that a man that was called a prisoner yesterday suddenly wakes up and becomes the next to the prime minister in the land? What a great God that we serve. Your story remains the same. But the day that God breaks forth in your life, your story will change. Every history in our lives will become a story. Because God is going to dramatically change things concerning our lives. In moving to the higher level, I believe. In Psalm 63, the scripture tells us, very interesting story. And I want us to pay attention. Psalm, the book of Psalms, 61, or 63. Hallelujah. Glory to God tonight. Are we ready? The scripture says here in Psalm 61, hear my cry, O God. I love this. <laughs> Do what? 
Hear my cry, O God. Attend unto my prayers from the end of the earth. I will cry to you. Hear my cry, O God. Attend to my prayers. From the end of the earth, I will cry to you. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Verse 3 says, I remember the past. For you have been a shelter for me, a strong tower from the enemy. But now, I'm going back to verse 2. From the hands of the earth, I will cry to you. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. I'm confirming to us tonight that there is something higher. I'm going to come back to this scripture. There is a place in the heart of God higher than where we are now. Abraham became a colossus both in the kingdom and also in the marketplace. He was a man with great honor, with great dignity. But this is what I found out in the life of Abraham. I want us to listen. Abraham, Abraham progressed, I love that word, progressed into an influential, reputable stature from a lowly, obscured, perhaps shameful beginning. Because we must say the truth tonight. Abraham progressed to become an influential, reputable stature, having been delivered from his lowly, perhaps shameful beginning. From the life of Abraham, I was able to see that regardless of the height that a man attains, there is no height without a foundation. I would have paid a disservice to tonight's service, to tonight's meeting, if all I do is to hype us up about only God's plan to lift his people and not come to the reality of how the process of getting into a higher level in God. Before I get to Abraham, let me mention to us very clearly tonight, That the secret of growing higher is on the premise of growing deeper. I'm going to explain that. The secret of growing higher is on the premise of growing deeper. Many of us are familiar with trees, aren't we? There is a small one that is called mushroom. <laughs> All of us remember mushroom. Mushroom grows in four days or less than three days. And it's ready. 
ready to be harvested. Is it true? Particularly in certain parts, you know, of some places, because of the weather situation, they grow so quickly, and they spread their wings, and they are ready for harvest immediately. But do we remember trees like cedars and hook? Cedars and hook, sometimes you will have thought they are dead, but they are still living. Why? Because they are not showing up. Month after month, nothing is coming on cedar. It's just buried within the ground. I went to read about these trees. This is what it said about cedar. It is said, for every meter above the ground for cedar, the root go three meters deep. I don't know how true it is, but that's what I read. Every meter that it grows above the ground, it grows how many? Three meters within. It was said, where I read it, the cedar trees rarely grow higher than 25 meters tall. Rarely. There are different types of cedars. Therefore, the maximum root they grow is 72 meters with deep. That's something. It tells me something. The higher you want to go, the deeper you must be ready to go. If you are prepared to go higher in God, you must be prepared to go deeper in God. Why is the growing insight so critical to, to trees that last for a lifetime? Because some trees last for years. And they give back to other trees. Why is it so critical for them to grow deeper? It is said that one of the reasons why the trees grow deeper is to prevent them from falling over. That's one of the reasons. To create a solid balance for their height, they need to grow a longer meters or the longer meters within the ground. What does that suggest to us? The reason why we have seen the sea of men backsliding from the faith is very simple. They came into churches and they were not well built. Their roots were never, never well grounded. They were not solid. So with the little problem with a sister somewhere talking about them, they said, well, we don't go to that church anymore. We're not part of that anymore. We're, we're gone. We're out of here. Why? Because their root is not deep. When you meet a man with a deep root, it will be different. Because he has seen it all. His encouragement is in God. He has found joy in God's presence. He has been settled within. And that is the key part. The reason why we have believers running from pillar to post is very simple. Because their roots have not been well established. One of the greatest things the Lord, the Holy Spirit would like to do in every believer's life, that he does in every believer's life, is to grow us deeper. At such moments in your life, nobody knows you. At such moments in your life, it's a very, very turbulent time because the Holy Spirit is breaking you and molding you and breaking you and molding you. And it subjects you to certain experiences of life. 
to build on the inside something that will last for generations. What do we think sustained people like Peter and Paul? It is because their roots were grounded. We remember when they were not grounded, when they were very new, when they were very fresh. Peter was an unstable man. He wasn't stable because his root wasn't well-rooted. It wasn't well-rooted, so at every circumstance, he's gone. He told Jesus, I will never deny you. Just after the master was arrested, he said, I don't know him until the cock crew. And he said, oh my God. Thank God for him, he repented. Judas wasn't that successful. He didn't make it back. He was gone forever. What am I saying tonight? It is important for our roots to be grounded. Now, why am I saying all this? The second reason why trees have their roots within the ground. Some of them spread their roots. Trees like oaks and cherry trees spread their roots. They don't only grow deeper. They also have tentacles. In fact, it is said they go for millions of meters. Many times we don't know. But the reason is very important. The reason is because trees only do not have stability. They also need nutrients. So the deeper they go, the more nutrients they have. That tells me something today. That if we want nutrients in our spiritual life, we need to do what? We need to grow deeper. We need to grow deeper. Each time many of us know what I'm talking about today, you look around, you wonder the future of many of our young women and men because today our priorities have changed. Our goals have been shifted. Our pursuit is no more in knowing Christ and growing deeper in the grace of God. Our goals now have been shifted to the material. The material is not the night of God. We've read it today. He wants you to be successful. He wants you to grow better. He wants you to have a better business. He wants you to be successful in your career. But after all that, what happens? What sustains the material is the spiritual. The basics of the scriptures that were taught those days are no more taught. Today, have we noticed that all we need from God is his blessing? But you see, God wants to bring us to a place tonight. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He wants to bring us to a place, a ground in which you do no more seek things. You own the word. You know that you own the word. Oh, yes, you own the word. The cattle upon the thousand is their his, the scripture says. The health is the Lord and the fullness thereof. Today might be little, but I know in God that my future is settled. That God has a purpose for my life. Paul the apostle, in the height of opposition, you know what he said? Paul said, having nothing, yet possessing all things. He owned the word. He owned the word. How I pray today that the Lord will bring us to the ground as believers. When we know that in God we own everything. The scripture says in 1 Corinthians, the Bible says all things are yours. All things are yours. We own everything. Let me quickly come back to this man, Abraham. The Bible talks about Abraham. And this is my findings. Now, Abraham reveals to us that every act and accomplishment does not go without a history. 
How many of us know you don't talk of omega without an alpha? Is that true? Uh-uh. Abraham was a patriarch and a legend of faith, correct? His life, I believe, was not just in his writing, but his life was an epistle for others to read. Today we read the epistles written. But Abraham's life was an epistle, not just a letter to read. He climbed the ladder of ordinariness. He was a shepherd man to becoming a great father of faith. But you know what I found out today, church? All of this came to be because of an encounter with the father one day. Genesis chapter 12. And the Lord appeared unto Abraham and said, Get up, get thee out of thy country and out of thy father's house. One day experience transformed Abraham's life. Let me say this to us tonight. If you are going to grow higher in God, you need to have history with God. There is nothing that can happen, I believe, if we see Abraham in heaven. The first thing I want to ask him, if you ask Abraham, how did it all begin? I'm sure Abraham will remember Genesis chapter 12. When God said to me, get out of the kindred. That's not something you can forget in a hurry. We have many people today who are in churches, but they don't have history with God. How do you relate? How do you grow if you don't have a foundation? That's why those buildings don't last, because there was no foundation in the first place. Abraham had an encounter with God. His soul was saved. God delivered him and gave him a covenant. Today, God wants to lift us higher, but we need history with God. When did your life begin with God? When you ask people, they say, well, I was born into a Christian family. That's all I'm saying. We're all born in there. But you need history with God. You need a place of covenant with God. You need a place where you start and say, Jesus, I ask you to become the Lord of my life today. From today, I'm committed to you. We need history with God. That is the secret of a higher ground. We must have a foundation in God. And how did it begin in Abraham's life? We're gonna, this is very fascinating. I also noticed that in Abraham's life, do we notice that Abraham went through the most odious experience anybody can have? Abraham was childless. Now, we may not know the implication of that. For a Jewish man in the days of Abraham to go without a child was like a curse. He was rich, but he stood the danger of losing everything he has. Many of us can relate with that. Is that true? Do we know that one of the things we tell people today is that he's a rich man, but he does not have children. So who is going to inherit everything that he had? Now, in Israel, it was a big deal. It was a big deal. That's why for a, a young lady not to have a baby in your husband's house was a curse. God help you. They didn't find out that something got wrong somewhere. She'll be stoned to death. But Abraham, a man of such repute and honor, but he was childless. If there is nothing else anybody cannot remember, at least you remember that one about Abraham. He had no child. Number two. Abraham got to the point of depression and despondency and despair. Do we remember one day in Genesis chapter 15, Abraham looked up to God and said, Oh God, see that I go childless. I go childless. He became depressed. Well, Eliezer in my house will be my own son. God said, uh-uh. I have spoken. I will bring it to pass. I will give you a child of your own. Don't be depressed. Now I'm saying tonight, going higher 
are certain prices attached and associated with, associated with it. Number three, do we remember that Abraham one day was almost distracted from what God has called him to do? Because there was a young man in his house, Lot by the name, that almost distracted him. Because the man couldn't submit to his own uncle. And Abraham, by wisdom, had to say, well, from today, choose where you want to be. By the grace of God in our lives, there are certain lots in your life. They will not allow you to attain to the heights that God desires for you. They need to go. Did we hear that? There are certain lots in our lives that need to go. Shortly after the, the separation of Lot and Abraham, the Babs and the Lost appeared unto Abraham and said unto me, Look from where you stand to the north, to the east, and to the west. As far as you can see, I will give unto you. As far as you can see. Thank God for the separation of Lot. Otherwise, the man will have been kept in the position he was rich, yes, but he has not reached the best of God for his life. Number four. Ever see the flesh? <laughs> so this, this suits me a little bit to say that tonight, even if you are weak in your flesh, God is still interested in taking you to the next height. Do we know Abraham, as great as this man was, had a weakness? The day Sarai came and said, man, I can't have a child. You know that. Don't forget God had already spoken to Abraham. He said, but I have a little maid in the house. Will you please at least make a baby through this one? And Abraham did not say a single word. I never read it. I don't know why you read it in your own Bible. I didn't read it. Abraham went into Hagar. And it's part of the problem we're dealing with today in the world. Because there Ishmael was born. And that's why that generation of Ishmael was blessed to a certain degree. This is part of the problem we're dealing with. Why? Because the man compromised his stand. Do we know that many times in life when, when the real issue of life comes, you almost want to forget that you're a believer. Is that not true? We've been through it. You almost want to forget that you're a believer. But that will not stop the hand of God from moving in our lives. Do we understand that shortly after this time, Isaac was born? Abraham would have said, ah, I could have waited a little bit more. I see this in many of our lives. That when we are close to the edge of a major miracle, the enemy brings a counterfeit. Brings a substandard. Brings something less than the best of God. For us to associate and to accept it. We're all going to stand that danger. We're all going to accept. We're going to go through that experience. But one thing we must know is that inside you, something must occur to you. There is something that God has for me that is higher than that. I share this with my wife. Somebody called me some time ago and said, oh, you know, we need to do some manipulation to this. And I said, if righteousness will not lift us, let us remain where we are. Let's remain there. It doesn't matter how long we're where we are. If we're a child of promise, there is, I've read in the scripture over and over again, there is no child of promise that will go ultimately without. Not one. I've not seen one. That will go without. It might look delayed, but it will come. I'm not sure this is what we wanted to hear tonight, but we need to hear this. <laughs> Going to a higher ground involves the basics. Let me also tell us this. 
there is what to call the pain of obedience and sacrifice. <laughs> Going to a higher ground, there is what we call the, the pain of obedience and sacrifice. Let me tell us this. The Bible says about Jesus, he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. Does that make sense to us? This was Jesus. He did what? He learned obedience by the things which he what? He suffered. Now, what happened to this man? Do we understand that Abraham, Abraham at the age of 99 was told to circumcise himself? <laughs> Men know what I'm talking about. At 99. Pain for a 99-year-old man. The first fear was that he would bleed to death. But the pain of obedience. Let me say this to you. To obey God could be painful. We want obeying God to be easy, right? Obeying God is not going to be easy. Obeying God is going to be painful. There will be times when uh, your flesh says no. But God says that is the path. God led Israel out of Egypt into the land of Canaan. The Bible says he did not lead them by the way of the Philistines, but he led them by the way of the Red Sea. Nobody wanted to go through the Red Sea, but that's the path that God has ordained. Sometimes certain paths in our lives don't look right, but that's the path that God has ordained. I don't think I'm going to finish this tonight, but I think it's something critical for us to start tonight. Are we going to a higher ground? This is how to approach the higher ground. Abram. Went through so much. But I love the end of his story. I love the end of this story. And I know you will love it too. The end of the story is Abraham reached his destination. He did. You will reach your destination. You will reach your destination. You will reach your destination. I'm going to stop here tonight. We're going to continue from here by the grace of God next week. Going, lead me on to a higher ground. How do I get to a higher ground? We must understand there is a place for stability in Christ. It is no more being said most of the time. We must be solid men and women. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, a wise man is strong. Strong. God wants us to develop strength from within. God wants us to know that to move higher in God demands certain things from us. Do we read about, we've read about Enoch. The Bible says, and Enoch walked with God and it was not. For God took him. That's the man who walked in higher ground. Till today, Enoch hasn't died naturally like many people. Because God took him. But do we know what it takes? Bible tells us Enoch began to walk with God when he was 65. He died at the age of 365. So for 300 years, it was a consistent, permanent walk with God. For 300 years. Isn't it amazing? 365 years. For 300 years, this man was consistently following the Lord. The Lord will help us tonight. The Lord will lift our hands to a higher ground. That's my prayer. We've read the promise of God. I will make you the head and not the tail. But how do we get there? How do we get there? Many of the things we've been told, we're told about the fruits, but we're not told about how to get up there. Don't miss next week's message because I've not done yet. God will lead us to a higher ground. 
Let's rise up to pray tonight. Hallelujah to the Lord tonight. Lead me on to a higher ground. Lead me on to a higher ground. Lead me to the height, to the rock that is higher than high. Lead me. Lead me. Move me to the rock that is higher than high. Move me to the rock that is higher than high. Move me to the rock that is higher than high. Move me to the rock that is higher than high. Lord, lead me on. Lord, move me by your spirit to the rock that is higher than high. I want us to begin to speak to the Lord tonight. And say, Lord, this is my life. I commend myself to you. I commend myself to you. I look up to you, our Father. Lord, walk in me. Move in me. Guide me. Impact me. Lord, in the name of Jesus, to prepare me. In the name of Jesus, Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I want us to revisit our history with God. Do you have history with God? Revisit that history tonight. Revisit that history tonight. Do you have history with God? Do you ever have any experience where you know that this is God? Touching my life, changing me, transforming me. Oh, yes. It is not just church, it's not just joining a people. It is understanding that everything begins with a relationship. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' precious name, we pray. One day the Lord led me. I I called my mother and I said, look at me. You're afraid of everything running around. I said, if you hear anything about me, I cannot be killed by a witch. Because my life is stored in Christ, in God. Our confidence is not in ourselves, but in the God that we serve. But it begins with a relationship. Abraham was not afraid of nothing because he has been through it all. Hallelujah. He has been through what? Freedom. Do we know that what God did was to prepare Abraham to where he was taking him? He made him a ready man for the ready place. Let me say this to you. There is a ready place for us. But we must be ready people. Ready people. I want us to pray tonight. Lord, let my root grow deeper inside you. Lord, let my root grow deeper. Let my spiritual life experience a true baptism of the fire of the Holy Ghost. Lord, let my root grow deeper in the ground. Lord, lead me into a deeper walk with you. Lord, cause me to know you deeper. Lord, move me deeper in you. Create a place in the spirit for me. Walk me through your counsel. Walk me through your path. Walk me through your place. Walk me, Lord, by the power of your spirit. Let my root be grounded. Create a new hunger in me. Create a new hunger in me. A new desire for righteousness. A new desire. A thirst. A thirst. A thirst for the Lord. I may grow deeper inside. Thank you, Father, tonight. 
Lord, I pray, oh God, that you will do it. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. One of the major problems we have in the churches today, I want us to open our eyes and look at is because we have believers who are believers by name, not by deeds. You cannot be a believer by deed if your root is not grounded. You can't. We will join them. That's it. That's what it means. We're just joining. We're joining. And we're so incubated by other things than the life of God. Let me be honest with us. We can do anything today and shout and go back home. But you see, what will last must have roots. We have all seen it, right? What is going to what? Last will have roots. It was childless. And you know, for the, for the birth of Ishmael, God punished him. So go and bring that woman. Let her stay here. And she must submit to Sarah. It was touchy. It was painful to Abraham. God said, mm, stay there. At 99, go and circumcise. You know, it's easy to circumcise at 90, 99. <laughs> go and circumcise at 90. How easy is that? I want us to pray tonight. So some of us are going through some circumcision now. <laughs> God is dealing with some things. Is it not true? His cuttings are in things. I say, ah, that's the way to go. If you're going to grow here, it must be cut. But we don't like it. Do you know what I, I, I didn't have time to share with you? Psalm 63, the Bible says, you have made me to ride over our heads. Some of us, people are stepping on you and you say, ah, it shouldn't be, I can do that. And God says, and stay there. God left Joseph in prison. A honorable boy left him there. He was in underground. They left him in the pit. I pray tonight. I want us to close our eyes. I want us to go back home and ponder on this tonight. And we're going to close together tonight. Father, we just thank you. There's a higher place. But Lord, you know when you spoke to us when we, before we started this assembly is that going to bring men and women who are prepared to grow deeper in you. That's what it's all about. It's going to be painful, but in the end, we justify the means. Tonight, we commend ourselves to you by your grace. We're also going back home with assurance tonight that our lives are secured in God. Lord, every spirit of fear that came with your people into this place, we banish it. We banish the spirit of fear. Every speakings from the pit of hell to intimidate your people, we come against and we cancel the effect of those words. In the name of Jesus. I want us to pray for her. Pray. I want us to pray for our mother that the hand of the Lord would rest upon her. The Bible says you will be the head and not the tail. That's the promise we're claiming tonight. You will be the head and not the tail. The scripture says you will be above only. We release that promise over you tonight. You're going back home. The favor of God is going with you. Every place that you go for an interview now, 
Last week we prayed about that. We prayed about this test and God did it. The God who did it that time is still alive now. As you go for interviews for job, as you go for interviews, the Lord will make a way where there seems to be no way. Let's just pray for him one minute. Let's just, let's just pray by the Spirit. Father of light in whom there is no variableness nor shadow of turning. What is it that you cannot do? Now we command our sister to you. The Lord, we release the power of God upon her for favor, for favor, for help from above. In the name of Jesus, she's above and above only. Above she will be. Every word that proceeds out of her will carry the weight of divine frequency. Everyone that sees her will be ready to favor her because of your glorious hand upon her. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We give you glory. We also use this as a point of contact, Lord, for the husband. Lord, that your hand will rest upon him. Lord, that you will grant them favor in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We give you praise and honor tonight. In Jesus' precious name we pray. And amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord bless you. Have a wonderful time. Man. Let's bring our offerings to the Lord as we give to the Lord tonight. Amen.